and welcome to the Clothes for Maintenance podcast. If you are an oldie but a goodie, what's up? If you are new here, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited for your presence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I decided that I want to start incorporating some midweek, mid-full episode release episodes so that we can check in with each other and really get the vibes in between full episode releases. So today is something new. I don't really know what to expect, but I definitely had some thoughts that I wanted to share with you. A conversation I had with a coworker actually prompted my interest in elaborating because I think work-life balance is something that we all struggle with. I don't care if you are in a full-time entrepreneur. I don't care if you're a full-time mom. I don't care because momming is a job. Don't don't let that go over your head. I don't care if you are working a nine to five and got a side hustle. I don't care what it is or what you do or what your title is. We all struggle with work-life balance. So I was talking to a coworker the other day about that. She basically asked me, how do I manage to take time off? How do I do all of the things I do outside of work and still remain seemingly a normal person. I say seemingly because I'm crazy half the time. Don't y'all get it twisted. And so I just want to share some of the key points from our conversation and also maybe give you some insight on how I do it. If you ask my friends, I'm always the one that is going to tell you, I don't believe in balance. I don't believe anybody has balance at all. I feel like You could be up in your business and down in your personal life. I feel like you can have your job all good and then you feel terrible as a mom. I feel like there's never going to be complete balance. I don't care who you are, how much money you have. It ain't going to happen. So I'm thankful that I've found a new approach and it just gets better with time. Definitely took me a while to master in my own way. So I think the first point is that you got to understand that your definition of balance and what that looks like is going to differ from mine. It's going to differ from your best friends. It's going to differ from your coworkers. It's going to differ from Beyonce. It just depends on the person. And so my first thing is that I had to first figure out what was important to me And I also had to figure out what my goals are. That's not just professionally. I had to figure out what my goals were as a person. I had to realize that it was okay for me to want interaction with my friends and also be very present as a mom. I had to understand that I could be a nice person at work, but also have boundaries when it came to access to me outside of work. For example, I do not, and I repeat, I do not answer work emails after five o'clock. I do not answer work phone calls from any coworker, well, except a couple, (laughs) outside of my work hours. And I'm a salary employee, so I think it depends on the company. Some companies expect you to be around the clock. Others know that you're going to work 40 hours a week and that's it. I realized that in order for me to perform at my best on my job, 40 hours is it for me. After five, I am not reachable. 
unless I'm being compensated. So setting those boundaries and being clear on what your goals are, why you have those goals, and overall what makes you a happy person. Because oftentimes you forget about what makes you happy and you let the goal be, oh, I'm going to do it anyway because it's going to make me a few extra dollars. I'm going to do it anyway because it's going to make my friends happy. No, no, no. You first have to figure out literally what makes me happy as a person. What do I need more time to be able to do? So for me personally, I don't accept calls after five from my job because after five, I now need to be present with Tyler to do homework. Heck, I need an extra 30 minutes just to sit in the car when I pull up. And I can't do that if I'm talking to my boss the whole way across the Mark Clark. If you live in Charleston, you know what that is. (laughs) So... It's very important to be clear on those goals, but also know why you have those goals, because that's going to be the motivation you need to stick to them. So I was talking to a coworker, and she's the director of one of our departments at the contracting company that I work for. And she has one child like I do. So, of course, I can relate to her. But she basically expressed how she feels like she doesn't have time for herself anymore and how between the job being so demanding, she feels like she's neglecting some of her responsibilities as a mom. She feels like she doesn't have much time to do anything outside of work. And her weekends are spent really grinding and doing her and her partner's side business. And I could totally relate and I could totally feel her pain and her frustration because I once was there. And sometimes if I'm not careful, I find myself in that place where I feel like I have no control over my life and what's happening around me. And it's because I sometimes get so caught up with productivity at work that I forget about my productivity outside of work or vice versa. And so I basically shared with her how I structure my weeks and how I structure my life so that one, I remain mentally sane and two, so that I establish boundaries at work and at home that help me to be productive, that help me to keep a clear mind, to help me to be able to hear from God and make space for all of those things. And I shared with her first something that I learned from Aaron on Demand. And I might have shared this publicly before, but I'll tell you, it's changed my life. Aaron has something that she calls the top three. And so I remember for years growing up, whenever you hear of a to-do list or a task list, you see people just basically mind vomit on a piece of paper. You literally write out everything you need to do in every department of your life. And you never get any of those things done. Well, not most of them done anyway, right? Because overwhelm. So when I heard Aaron's method years ago about the top three, it totally changed my life. So for one, I use the Note app in my phone and I literally have it month to month. So at the top, I put January 2024, for example, and then I break it down by the days of the week. And then underneath the days of the week, I put three things that I have to get done if I get nothing else done on that day. So for example, January 1st, it would say one slash one slash Monday. So I'm clear on what day of the week it falls because for example, on Wednesdays, Tyler has after school. I always put in there like if he has a half day at school or if there's no school that day so that I can plan my week out. So outside of my notes, 
I look at my calendar. And one boundary that I have established for myself is that if it does not live on my calendar, it does not live in my mind. And that has helped me to one, get people to respect my time, but for me to also respect my time as well. So I always start off with three things. What are three things I need to get done today at work? What are three things I need to get done in my business? What are three things I need to get done as far as Tyler's concerned? And what are three things I need to do as far as myself is concerned? And it doesn't matter if I don't accomplish another thing that day. As long as I get those three things marked off of my top three, Oh, I can move on to the next day if I have the mental capacity to do so. If I have the physical capability to do so, I can drag things from other days of the week and get ahead of my schedule. Now, some days is more than three things, but I put the top three things at the top of that list so that I'm clear on what my priorities are for that day. Everything else can wait. That's how I get so much done without overwhelming myself, without burning myself out, because y'all, I've been there. I've been there and I know how it is to have so much to do straight across the board, but feel like you're getting nowhere. So I would recommend starting with the top three. Another thing I shared with my coworker was the power of knowing your capacity. And I feel like we talked about this briefly in episode two with Kristen about knowing what you can handle and what you cannot handle. And what you cannot handle is none of your business, especially if it's not getting you to your bottom line. So as my coworker expressed how stressed out she was about not just being overworked at work, but about using her weekends to literally hustle and tap into opportunities in her side business and projects that she has going on outside of work. I was like, I definitely can relate because I remember literally working weekend in after weekend out. And on Monday morning, when it's time to go to work, baby, that job could forget about getting 100% of my productivity because I'm tired. And also struggling with that battle of missing opportunities because you don't push through on the weekends, even though you're mentally exhausted, even though you're physically drained and tired. So I told her something that I have started doing and have been doing now for a couple of years, and that is doing weekends on and weekends off. When I was a full-time entrepreneur, I didn't do meetings every week. I would pick two weeks out of the month on certain days, so it could be a Monday and a Wednesday, and those were the only days that I took on meetings or Zooms or actually interacted with potential clients or potential partners or networked. Any other day of the week, not going to happen. Because when you think about doing meetings every day, every week with no boundaries, you have no time to sit with your thoughts. You have no time to reflect on what happened in that interaction or those interactions or in those meetings. And so if you are a corporate gal or guy, or if you are working a nine to five and your weekends are when you focus on your side projects or your business, then I would recommend doing a weekend on a weekend off with where two weekends out of the month, you can hustle, grind, do what you do, and then give yourself two weekends out of the month to do laundry, to clean your house, to hang out with your friends, to take your child on a little road trip, whatever the case may be. That way you are knocking those tasks off that get you to your bottom lines, and you also have time for yourself and for your family and for the things that are important to you. The third thing that I shared with her about finding your own 
work-life balance is goal setting. And this might be very unpopular opinion, but I know we're accustomed to setting 10-year, 20-year, 5-year goals. Go ahead and slam me. I don't believe in none of that. As we all know, things change so quickly. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have those types of goals in the back of your mind. But to be working towards those fully 10 years prior is crazy to me. And sometimes I think we overwhelm ourselves into stagnation because if you aren't the type of person that can fully see and flesh out a 10-year goal, focus on a five-year goal. If you have a hard time committing to five-year goals, then try to narrow that down to a one-year goal. And if a one-year goal overwhelm you, do it in quarters, do it in months, but do not try to take on goals setting guidelines per se, just because other people are doing it. I like to break my year down into halves. So I focus on what I'm doing in the first half of the year and what am I focused for the second half of the year. And what my focus is on the first half of the year, then all of the things on my top three every day need to contribute to that. So I use the example of my coffee cup yesterday. And I told my coworker, I said, imagine this is your one-year goal right here in this cup. Think about everything you're doing on the weekends, right? When your time is limited, when you're tired from working your nine to five, everything you're doing on the weekend, if you were to put it in that cup, that cup represents your one-year goal. Will it help you to get there quicker? If it doesn't, that needs to be a task that maybe you focus on next year or later on this year. Because the truth is, y'all, we all want to feel like we're moving the needle in some way. We want to see improvement in our lives in some way, shape, or form. And just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. And so if you just start breaking your goals down and figuring out where do I want balance in my life, how can I get there, what's attainable to me in this season, then you'll get there a lot quicker. And so the conversation I had with my coworker, kind of happen at a great time to give a great real life example of how I do it. So I don't know if I share this yet, but I do work for a contractor in my city. And while we are a startup company, very small team, but growing, I realized that I was becoming very unhappy because I didn't have the flexibility to be able to pick Tyler up from school as much as I would like. I felt like I didn't need to physically be in the office to do my job five days a week, eight hours a day. So I raised my hand, y'all, and I asked, I said, hey, would you consider giving me a hybrid schedule where I can do things during the day, put a load of clothes in a washing machine, or be able to run to the school for a PTA meeting, or go eat lunch with Tyler sometime. Just have more control and balance over my life because overall if I can do those things and not have to cram everything into a two-day weekend I'm a lot happier person on the job I'm a lot happier of a person at home so I raised my hand and I asked the question and it was approved and so I say that to say you need to figure out what you want a lot of times We don't feel we have control over our lives and over our minds because we don't know what we want. You got to first figure out what you want so that you can set goals that align with those things and make sure you're clear on why those goals were set so that you are motivated and encouraged 
and provoked to raise your hand and ask for help in certain areas of your life. If you realize that doing laundry every week is driving you crazy and giving you anxiety, then maybe, just maybe, you can find ways to maybe stop a subscription you don't use that much, right? You might have to cancel Netflix for a few months to pay for a laundry service for at least a week. Every little minute counts, every bit counts, but it starts with being clear on what you want. And in order to be clear on what you want, it goes back to our conversation previously about being self-aware, knowing what you can handle, knowing who you are enough to say, I like this and I need to make more time for this or this doesn't serve me, or this doesn't serve me anymore, and this is something I need to either delegate or lay down by the riverside. And so I just wanted to share my thoughts on this because I did have this conversation recently and also with me moving into a hybrid setting in my work life. So again, figure out who you are, tap into that, get clear on what you want, set goals that you can handle Despite what it looks like around you, despite what it looks like the girlies and the guys are doing on Instagram, what works for you? And when you figure that out, you'll find your own rhythm and baby, you can dance to that beat and have fun with your life finally. And I know this might sound like really dreamy, but y'all, my life isn't perfect at all, but I have boundaries. I have balance that makes sense for my own personal life might not make sense for some people but it makes total sense for mine so stop wasting your time get clear on what you want set boundaries and let's find our own rhythm in life so that we can be who we need to be and we can do the things that we need to do and ultimately so we can execute life with a clear mind with a clear heart and go on from there I am so grateful and so thankful for your support of this podcast. I'm not sure how long this episode is, but I wanted to keep it very short and do a midweek check-in with you before our next full episode. So if you have any comments, feedback, any of that good stuff, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You can comment on Instagram, Facebook. You can send me an email personally at closedformaintenancepod at gmail.com. And also, I'm going to give y'all a little exclusive. I am adding on a special midweek oasis here on the Close for Maintenance podcast called Beyond the Couch. In these insightful and intimate chats, I want to engage with you all as the listeners, explore your thoughts, reflections, and your personal experiences that are inspired by our main episodes here on the podcast. It's a unique tune-up for the soul, and it will foster a community of shared wisdom and well-being in between those full episodes. So if you have any comments or feedback that you would love to get on the podcast and talk to me about, I would love, love, love to hear from you. You can send an email to closedformaintenancepod at gmail.com or you can go to our website, closedformaintenancepod.com and send an email from there. I love you guys. I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. It's going to be so good. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with a friend and until the next time, I'll talk to you soon.